devil a tag team We keep a black and blue theme But gotta be Shawn Michaels too with Mario Gennetti Two meeting secrets like Hetty But keeps me in the mix like spaghetti Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone Folks want to dead me I knew it wasn't my hood But it was no other way to get home I did want you to be a tag team Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to the show I think see things a little differently so, uh, as I said in part one, I'm a dro- I'm dropping both parts, but I'm dropping them like simultaneously. So you'll get one and two, so you can listen to them both however you want to listen to them. This is where I actually forgot to talk about my Dark Side of the Ring review, um, which was really good this week, really depressing, but really good. Um, and also, we're going to talk about uh, Forbidden Door So on, on part two. So let's get right to it right now. Dark Side of the Ring last week had to focus on Matt Bourne, the original Dork the Clown, which was the best version of Dork the Clown. Um, you see what drugs and booze did to him. I think the most depressing part about the whole thing was that you seen his daughter. In, uh, she was a big part of the episode. And I didn't know this part of his story as far as like when he passed away and how it was under shady. I'm doing air quotes. You can see me doing air quotes, doing air quotes. Uh, under shady circumstances with his his. His girlfriend or wife, whatever she was, I think she was his wife. Um, I didn't know it was under shady circumstances. According to uh, to his ex and his daughter, they just don't believe that he. They, they believe he she killed him. And so, um, anyways, essentially he came. I didn't know he. I did not know he was a second generation wrestler either. Um, he, he had a huge problem with hacksaw Jim Duggan, which Mick Foley. Let me tell you something. Mick Foley laughed his ass off. He literally laughed his fucking ass off. Like, he, when I was way too clearly, hate Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan was about, about that life. He was about that life. You hear me? So, um, like, they almost got into a couple fights. Um, this episode, I highly recommend. I will say this. Season four, something with season, so I have not watched all of season three yet. What? Um... Something with season three just didn't connect with me. I don't know. Maybe it was a subject matter. I saw a subject. I guess it's all the same. <laughs> um, but I guess I, there's something. But I didn't watch all of it. Something that just, just didn't connect with me. Um, but um, I'm really connecting with this season. Like the first three episodes, I really have enjoyed for what they are. I've learned. I've actually. I think that's what it is. I think the season three. It was a lot of things I I already knew. And so they really didn't add to it a lot. And I will say this about some of the, the... And obviously we'll never know what's on the cutting room floor unless we get like a DVD with like 10 hours of extras and stuff like that. But um, to be honest with you, it just... I, I, like, I like learning new stuff. Not even... It doesn't, it doesn't have to be the drama stuff. Like me even learning Matt Bourne was a fucking second generation wrestler was fucking awesome. Like I ended up going back and looking up his dad and... And seeing what his dad, what kind of career his dad had and stuff like that. So it's like one of those situations where I like learning about stuff like that more, most importantly, me personally. Um, but like, uh, I don't think I learned anything new about that. I'm not saying all episodes, but I think I just knew about a lot of those subject matters already. So I think that's why it was less like impressive to me, if that makes any sense. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I've learned a lot these last few few episodes, but this one had me because I really didn't, I was really, really I was a, a baby when that version of Dork the Clown was out, the, the original version, and that scared the shit out of me. He was such an evil, 
doink. And I didn't know he took, I knew he took Vince to court. I didn't know he actually won, though. Like, he won because he never got royalties. So Vince said, hey, never use a doink to clown character again, and I'll give you royalties. Um, and so that, that that's interesting. But that was his magna opus, but no drugs um, took him down, essentially. You know, and that's unfortunate. And um, I love the daughter's story, how she said she went through depression and she was doing the same thing her, her father was doing until finally one day she woke up and said, this is what killed my dad. And now she's like a, a, a nurse or something like that and she's completely changed and she is so proud of her damn dad. She is so proud of him. To me, when I've seen, another theme I've seen has been daughters overcoming. And that's fucking awesome. I loved that ending for the for her for her, uh, we can't come. We can't bring him back. We can't bring the Graham family back. But those daughters, man, they're fighters, and they're carrying on a, a legacy that's so important to their future generations of their family, and the stories that they could say that they overcame. So that was fucking awesome. I have a fly that won't go the fuck away in my house, and I'm super fucking annoyed. It's been here since like the second week. It won't fucking die. Um, sorry, but anyways, I highly recommend that episode. It it was really it's really awesome. So let's get to what we've been waiting for. Forbidden door. Let's let me pull up my notes here real quick because um, I, last year they went in and it was uh uh. Injury riddled. And they still had the pay-per-view of the year, in my opinion. Right? This year, I don't think it was as strong as last year. But boy, oh boy, did the two main events sell it. And and I've I seen some complaints online about how people have not felt like um, the Okada-Brian match lived up to his, to his name. I, I, I tend to wonder how many of you guys actually watch Okada matches. And I say that because there was a reason why him and Kenny Omega were going an hour long in the ring. Okada matches are very, they are, they start off very, very fucking slow. And then they build. They build. They build. And then you get to that um, crescendo. Um, But I don't know how many people actually watch Okada matches or people are still like, well, I heard this is good, but they haven't actually seen it for themselves. So I do wonder in that regard, you know. But let's get to this pay-per-view. MJF, he went all in on his on his, on his fucking... Um, MJF versus uh, Tanahashi, he went all in on his gear. He had on the back of his robe, New Japan is an indie. Then he scheduled a tweet saying, Hi, I scheduled this tweet because I know... By this time, I would have beaten that jabron. He's, he's, he's a complete asshole. <laughs> but, great. Uh, he defeated Tanahashi to retain the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. CM Punk, who came out to a course of booze, worse than collision, uh, defeated Kojima to advance an own heart cup, which is not a surprise. Orange Cassidy defeated Daniel Garcia, Shibata, and Zack Sabre Jr. to retain the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. Sonata defeated Jungle Boy. At the end of the match, uh, Hook was helping Jungle Boy up the ramp. And 
I'd seen, a, I'd seen a, I will say this, a lot of people were predicting this. I, I kind of, the only reason I even thought it was a possibility is because usually when you give a random, when you put two people together that are singles, and you give them a random stupid ass name, wasn't it like, what was that name that Jericho and AJ Styles said, like AJY2 or whatever the fuck it was, right? It lasted all of like two weeks where Jericho turned on AJ Styles. When they came up with Jungle Hook, I said, well, that's why it's possible they have a dumbass fucking name. You know, was it Warjo and shit like that? Usually that's a sign of someone's turning heel. Well, Hook raised Jungle Boy's hand and Jungle Boy clotheslined Hook and then he embraced the booze. And so this is going to be a very interesting case to see if Jack Perry can now go heel and see what he has. I know promos are not a strong suit, but we have never seen him. I've never seen him heel. I've never known him to be heel. Um, and a Jay, I, it was so funny. Like what? Last week I was watching. Um, I was on Instagram. You know, doing what the kids do. And no fucking lie, dude. I see. I ran across a random clip of Anna Jay. She's like, I have a fat ass and a bad attitude. I text Jonathan Nestor. I said, Does she have a fat ass? I have to see this. <laughs> Look here, she's a heel. I think they're actually together in real life. Maybe they could put be put together and be a heel power couple. Uh, I don't know. Um, but like this is this is gonna be interesting, uh, and I hope he can do it. I like I like I like Jack Perry. I think I think he can go. You know, um, he'll have to switch his style up. Um, and I did want to talk about that promo from Christian on Collision. That was fucking awesome. This this is what I'm telling you guys, Christian. And you know someone said Christian was jack of all trades but master of none. I think that's why people always have had problems with him because Edge was always like the master of something to, to some people, you know. And to me, I don't know. I just, I've always enjoyed Christian, man. Like, this dude turned on his home country. He said there's no more TNT open challenges, which is fucking awesome. And he kept saying we, like he won the TNT champion. This is Lucha, this is Luchasaurus's run. But the good thing that might come out of this is we may finally stop having hot potato with the TNT championship because Luchasaurus will have Christian to have his back. And, and, and by the time they lose, it will be Christian's fault, of course. But I just think it could be one of those things that could be pretty cool. So anyways, either way, Jungle Boy now has his shot at be, being a heel. I'm looking forward to this. The Elite Ishii. And Eddie Kingston defeated the Blackpool Combat Club Shota and Takashi. I can't. I can't I, I see his name. I, I know I'm gonna say his name wrong. Dakesta. Uh, that's his name, right? Tony Storm defeated Will Nightingale to retain the AEW Women's World Championship in their double main event. We have Will Ospreay defeating defeating Kenny Omega to regain the United States Championship of New Japan. The only thing I didn't like about this was, I, I, as I said in my predictions, I felt like this should have been a clean win for Omega, uh, for for Osprey. But he's too put on a hell of a show. If you tell me that you preferred their Wrestle Kingdom match, potato, potato, let's call the whole thing fucking off. Who cares? They're both for great matches. They're both for different. Because they, two, two, they, they were telling... Here's the thing. As, as I said this before, I think I said this a couple weeks ago on the show. Literally, Kenny Omega and the Elite have so many enemies right now. Omega has to worry about Don Callis, as we saw in this match. 
He had to worry about Osprey. He has to worry about the Blackpool Combat Club. And they are uh, laughably outmanned right now. So, uh, it, I got to play into the story, but I really would. When he beat, when Osprey beats Okada, that, that needs to be fucking clean. That needs to be clean. But this was one, something to check off the bucket list. Sting, Naito, Darby Allen defeated Chris Jericho, Suzuki, and Sammy Guevara. During the press scrum, Sting was talking, Sting and uh, Darby, well, it was mainly Sting talking. Uh, he had no, uh, they had, no one had any questions for Darby. And you know what's funny? Because I was thinking this, because uh, a lot of like, Comic-Cons have been popping up in my timeline. Um, and I see it stings at a couple of them, and I was like, man, I might need to go, like, one's in Orlando and one's in, uh, Alabama, I was like, I might need to make a drive to one of those places, because who know if Showtime ends this year, as he keeps saying, I don't know if he'll even do Comic-Cons, I definitely need to meet Sting before he's, he's gone, so I'm gonna make a plan to do one of those trips, but anyways, um... During their press scrum, Jericho interrupted. He hit someone with a bottle of water. I can't see who he who he with a bottle of water. It's one of the press junket, one of the pressies. But like he uh, now it's, it's official. It's a tornado tag team match: Jericho, Sammy Guevara versus Sting and Darby Allen this this uh, Wednesday. Jericho was just having his fit. He said, so "You you want to get my business? My business with Naito is me. My business with Naito." And he was going off and having a a Karen fit, uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And you can see Sting as calm as could be. He's like, hey, if you want our opinion on it, we're in. <laughs> okay. After y'all, after after Tony already booked the match. If you want our opinion, uh, we can we can do it, I guess. You know, but um, yeah. And in the main event, the thing that main evented was not a title. It was a dream match. It was Brian Danielson versus Kazuka Kazuka Okada. I said that name wrong because I can't I, I can't get. My, I, I was trying to say it before the show. I was like, my accent won't let me do it. Kajutska Okada. My accent won't allow me to do it. But um, a, a number of things here. One, they paid for Final Countdown for one night. Because I bet you that costs a lot of fucking money. Uh, Brian Danielson has hair corn rolled. Brian Danielson, within the first 10 minutes, fractured his arm. He's out eight weeks. Which means he won't miss... Fucking all in or all out this year, which here's my thing. I'm sure it's real, by the way. I'm not. I'm not. I'm sure. I'm 100% sure it's real. But even if it's not real, he he was already working banged up. So like, why not give him the time off? Blackpool Combat Club will be all right. But like, his thing. I well, yeah. His his thing. I find fucking hilarious though, or fucking interesting though. You keep him on the shelf. Until whatever plans you have. They announced All Out the week after All In. And someone messaged me last night and said, hey, are you going to go All In? That's a good fucking question. I have to see. I have to. I legitimately have to see what my plans would have to be. Because um, if I do go to All Out, I want to do everything. I want to go to the meet and greets. I want to go. Uh, to whatever parties they have. I want to embrace myself in that week. Like, to me, finally getting to go, getting to, go to WrestleCon last year and actually embrace events outside WrestleMania, I, I never need to go to another WrestleMania in my life because I finally got to see every aspect of WrestleMania weekend 
and I enjoyed it. Now, will I go? I'll definitely go to WrestleCon again for sure. You know, I'll uh, you know I'll go to WrestleMania again, but I don't need to. But I want to embrace everything fully. I want to take that full. I don't think it'll be a week, but I think it'll be like Wednesday or Sunday, right? I want to get there on Tuesday night. I want to do what everything from Wednesday. It's just I want by the time I leave Monday morning, I want to be completely fucking wiped out. So I want to see if I can make that happen. Um, if I can, I will. Um, like finances aren't a problem. It's just timing. I had plans to do something at the end of this year. Um, but I, and that's the thing. I don't want to go to this and then have to push that back. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to actually make my decision on that middle of next month, July. Um, and by the way, I noticed that this Sunday... The first, matter of fact, is it this Sunday? Hold on a second. Let me make sure. Let me make sure. Then we can get back to the match. Sorry. Got distracted, guys. Yeah, this Sunday will be the first Sunday of the new month. Match of the month is fucking back. So check out, look out for that. Um, anyways, um, but no, um, I, it's, 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 it's a thought. It's a thought. Anyways. Um, but this is perfect because you still have that big name for both, for both, whatever the plans are, you have a big name for both. You're not losing him for that. As of right now, I don't even know what the plan is for all in. So I don't know where the, I mean, only thing I, only thing I can think of that they're going for, for all out is I'm assuming the main event will be MJF versus Adam Cole. Outside of that, I have no clue where any of these matches are. You know, I mean, I could assume maybe Kota Ibushi will come in and have an all-in or all-out match. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm going to enjoy the ride. Anyways, um, so yeah, this match, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of it. I The surprise, though, I know some people say it felt flat. I don't, maybe because it was such a surprise, but I see it as more as a, I see it as more of a Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, surprise, as opposed to flat. Like, seeing seeing the way Brian locked in the LaBelle lock, Okada had no choice but to tap. And the way the commentary sold it was fantastic. He had to, Okada, in order to, to, to survive and like get to the G1, he had to tap out. He had to give up. I loved that they said that because it made sense. I did not see Okada tapping out. I did not see that. I I, I chose Okada to win. I thought this was gonna be like a clean sweep for uh, for New Japan, but no. You know, and obviously this is not the first time. And even Brian Danielson said during the media scrum, next time he fights Okada, he wants to do it in the Tokyo Dome. So I, it's, it's they're clearly gonna go at this again. But I I enjoyed both matches. But also I've seen a lot of Okada matches, and I know for a fact the first fifteen minutes, dude. It's gonna be just wrestling matches. It's just gonna be just a fucking wrestling match. And if you if you don't enjoy having a air quotes wrestling classic, I, I then you don't then you're not enjoying Okada's work, you know. But that's just my opinion on that. Uh, what you saw in the, in the uh, Osprey um, Omega match was what we're used to seeing, but this is more of a classic wrestling match, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed both. I think both delivered. But you can also tell they're holding back. You can tell this is gonna be this is not the last time they're gonna be they're gonna be wrestling each other. So, anyways, I enjoyed the show. I think that uh, it was fun. Um, 
I'm looking forward to the rest of this summer with AEW and wrestling in general. Next weekend, we have Money in the Bank. I will be dropping predictions. I'm going to say Wednesday. I'll drop some predictions. Um, by then, it'll be Monday. We'll know more about the matches and stuff like that. I'll give my official predictions. So let's go. Let's, I'll go with Wednesday because what I can do is record them. Because actually, I I I uh I, I don't know if I told you guys, but I pre-ordered my game through my play my PSN account. My first the first time I've ever bought a game or pre-ordered a game through PSN. I just was able to. I can't play it, but they put it up and they it's downloaded onto my system. But I can't play it until Wednesday morning. I think like six in the morning. So I will be in. I will be stuck in Fight Forever World Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I'll probably do them Tuesday night and then drop them Wednesday. So, anyways, that is. Oh yeah, then I talk about Secret Invasions Wednesday. That's a lot going on. Either way, check out Match of the Month this Sunday. Check out the predictions Wednesday. Check out Secret Invasion the review episode one this wednesday and um i may what i actually may do also i may actually drop some special i well i may do special drop some special content after i get my hands on fight forever and get my first take on it you know but uh we'll see anyways that is part two that is your show for this monday i am the slow chemical and we are out